Hey everyone, thanks for listening to The Purge. In this first official episode, I sit down with Chris Bodley and we discuss the horror genre and the worst Netflix has to offer. I'm Chris Henderson and this is The Purge. The Scream movies, I think, the first three, okay. I, I think were fantastic. I think they knew what they were doing and I feel like Scream kind of ushered in the meta movement. It's that podcast where we watch an insane amount of television in a very short period of time and then tell you what we think. We've binged. Now it's time to purge. Give this a shot. Hello. Okay, um... Alright, welcome to The Purge. Uh, I'm Chris. My guest today is Chris Bodley. How's it going? It's going good. How are you good. doing? I'm, it's it's early, man. I, <laughs> we shouldn't have well, scheduled this so early. Technically, it's almost the afternoon, but I just rolled out of bed. Actually, so. I just looked at the clock. It's noon exactly right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, it feels early. All right, so this is the first Netflix series that we're going to talk about. And not only is it the worst Netflix series, it's one of the worst... <laughs> things ever produced um (laughs) it was inexplicably greenlit and renewed for a total of three seasons comprised of 33 episodes it's the only netflix original series to be canceled to date officially there are some that are in like a pending status we don't know uh this show is pretentious this show is boring this show is lazy (laughs) this show is convoluted this show is sexist this show is hemlock grove that's what we're gonna be talking about today so how much of this did you watch well i i I watched the the first season and then i kind of watched the the summary and clips from the second two yeah i don't blame you like it was this was excruciating get through i even got to the last two episodes i was like no i don't I don't want to finish this. I don't want to watch these last two episodes. You know, it's so bad. Despite how terrible it was, it may be Eli Roth's magnum opus. <laughs> because, you know, Eli Roth. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard to be hostile. All right, so I want to show you something here. Okay. Uh, for the listeners, <laughs> I'm, showing, I'm showing Chris a uh, painting my five-year-old nephew did. Um, to be fair, for a five-year-old painting it's pretty good yeah despite the fact that i thought it was a picture of mario's yoshi and he got mad and told me it was an orange tree um oh i can see the orange tree yeah i can see it now i thought it was yoshi at first because he (laughs) loves nintendo but it's done by a five-year-old so chris is this painting better or worse than (laughs) hemlock grove uh for the amount of skill that went into it, uh, yeah, that the painting is much better, much better than Hemlock Grove, and uh, much much more clear to see what its point is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, and you have a cat, right? Uh, yeah, I got a cat. So, just for a second, imagine, <laughs> imagine if you will, like your cat gets really sick, and it throws up in the hallway. And then in the middle of the night, you're stumbling to go to the bathroom and bare feet, and the cat vomit squishes between your toes. Is that better or worse than Hemlock Grove? Uh, still better uh, because it's it's a limited amount of time. It's focused, <laughs> and it's over with. You clean yeah. it up. Good, good point. Uh, one more, a little more. <laughs> um, a Donald Trump presidency, better or worse than Hemlock Grove? Oh, jeez. Oh, I. Oh man. 
No comment. I can't. I, I can't do it. One. I can't do it. Like I almost, I almost want to go with on a par with. Like if <laughs> for those people who are like trying to imagine what a Trump presidency would be like, I'd say watch all three seasons of Hemlock <laughs> Grove. <laughs> I, I think I understand it about as much as as Hemlock Grove. Well, yeah. <laughs> you know what's interesting to me though is like you know it's it's uh, Netflix's uh, response to like. Uh, True Blood and exactly. American Horror Story, mm-hmm. and American Horror Story gets great critical reviews, yeah. and I think it's as, as big a pile of dog shit. <laughs> you know, like I'm almost with you. I don't think it's as big. <laughs> you, you think you think American Horror Story is a little more tolerable? Oh man! I mean, yes, I do. I do because. And here's why. And same with True Blood. I don't particularly like either of those yeah. shows. I really did like the first season of American Horror Story. I really liked it. And then I kept watching for three more seasons because they rebooted. I felt like I could. I didn't. I never enjoyed anything after the first season. Yeah. And True Blood, I didn't like either. It was not for me. Like, yeah. They didn't expect someone like me to watch that show. <laughs> so, um, but the, the reason I think Hemlock Grove is so much worse is because True Blood and American Horror Story know how campy they are. Yeah. And they're leaning into the schlock value of their shows. Yeah. <laughs> but Hemlock Grove, I got the impression that they thought they were creating something really deep and really brilliant the whole time. I don't know. There's some lines in there like, <laughs> like there's something wrong with this town. I can feel it in my balls. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> do you honestly think they're taking themselves seriously? I, I kind of do. Um... <laughs> The reason I think they're taking themselves seriously is because of the way it's shot. It's shot very realistically. The acting is like, they're trying hard, but man, man, it's terrible. <laughs> so just just so I have a baseline, do, yeah. you, do you like the horror genre? Are there, are there horror movies or horror series that, that resonate with you? I'm not a huge horror fan. Okay. Um, I like ghost movies more than I like werewolf vampire movies yeah like i i think i think there's potential in uh the realm of of vampires or werewolves or frankenstein monster not necessarily all together in one Mm. show but um there there's something about the the mythology of vampires that like i always think oh this has potential and then i it's it's so rare that i find anything that has a vampire that's that's worth worth watching I kind of feel the same way. I never got into the vampire thing. Zombies, I did like at first. I think they're. It's time to move past zombies now too. Um, but I did like that idea, like the warm bodies. And yeah. Stuff. Uh, what's a vampire movie that you or show that you like? Uh, I think my my favorite vampire movie is uh, Let the Right One In. It's a it's a foreign. I think uh, it's a Scandinavian, and we could. I've heard the name, but I it, don't know the movie. It's good. It's yeah. uh, you know, like she's she's this uh, you know, this young girl that's a vampire, and she becomes friends with uh the 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 next door neighbor, and mm-hmm. and you know she's got this this guy that she's been living with his whole life that he goes out and gets blood for, her, you know. So, uh, I don't know. It, I think I think what. Uh, what's great about it is that you know they narrow down uh, the variables and just focus in and say, okay, we're going to tell a story about a vampire, right? Mm-hmm. We're not going to, you know, also have the daughter <laughs> that's a pseudo 
Frankenstein monster. We don't have werewolves. Werewolf, we don't have and uh, a fairy with yeah. superpower. <laughs> yeah. What it boils down to is like, you know, you've got this. You've got this lore, but do you have characters that are you can invest yourself in enough mm-hmm. that it could carry itself without the vampire? essence so, i guess i guess the question is is like is is there potential for like a supernatural story that does take itself seriously that is successful mm, that's a good question because you know like even even when you you mention scream as uh-huh. you know like part of what appeals to you about scream is that it has that meta moment of saying okay we know that we're a horror movie and we're for going sure. to we're going to tease ourselves a little bit about it and but we it, they still had scares they still had the the murderer and and mm-hmm. then the twist ending and things like that but is it is it possible to have a dramatic story that has supernatural elements in your in your view yeah i think i think it is um like if you go back to the first couple of seasons of the walking dead when they were really digging into the characters and the relationships between those characters that was, I mean, they played everything in a very realistic way, even though there are zombies everywhere, right? Yeah. I like that. Uh, or you mentioned the other day uh, The Witch. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, I think they effectively did exactly that. They yeah. took a very supernatural thing, treated it very seriously. I thought that movie was very well done and very, especially the kid, the, the, yeah. the young boy was fantastic yeah. in that movie. I didn't like the movie only because like I just like maybe it was too real for me or yeah. something. It left me with this creepy gross feeling at the end where yeah. I was like well uh you know like um something that I thought about thought was interesting about the witch is you know like they took um they took their story from the old folk folklore about about witches from from that time period. And mm-hmm. you know like Really, there there weren't witches. It was just a way of this this highly Christian society to take old women in the community that they didn't like, and then they'd invent these stories about them to weed out the people that they didn't like, the sure. the women that were outspoken, the the older women, things like that. And so, I thought it was interesting that witch took those stories that had been made up, and then said okay well what if these were real Mm -hmm. and so from what i understand is a lot of dialogue was taken from like historical accounts of from people during that time period and so it was like a a real version of what they thought was real Mm -hmm. speaking of the dialogue in that like that makes sense i didn't know it was taken from original accounts but it sounded very authentic yeah it was super gruesome it was not you know in the the first five minutes or whatever they they steal a baby and crush it up because mm-hmm. you know like supposedly that's how that's how witches flew is they would crush up the baby's bones and then rub it on their brooms and that's why brooms fly is because oh. and so so that's what she was doing she she kidnapped the baby crushed it up and then rubbed it on herself so so, so that she could fly mm-hmm. and where was my point here oh the point <laughs> is is that it's it's not um it's not one of those those movies that like oh things things are gonna be okay this this family's gonna be okay it's, you know like the minor characters are gonna get, get bumped off like it's it's dark right mm-hmm. it it presupposes that like witches are insidious evil beings yeah it was it was definitely an interesting movie I just oh I felt so gross after it yeah like yeah I don't know some of those movies like 
I don't know, American History X, Requiem for a oh. Dream, that are good movies, but I never, ever want to watch them again. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, is it Revolutionary Road? Did you the DiCaprio and... Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah, you you can watch it one time, and, <laughs> uh, you know, it's moving, it's powerful, and that's that's all you got in Yeah, here. exactly. Then I'm, uh, I'm done with that one. All right, so let's... Uh, just a quick data on Hemlock Grove... No one should be surprised that we hated this show. <laughs> like the on Metacritic, it's got forty five percent from the critics. From like legit sources, there's only one that gave it a positive review that I could find, and that was Entertainment <laughs> Weekly. Any other like reputable news source really panned this show. They thought it was an awful <laughs> mess. But on Metacritic, seven point five out of ten users liked this movie, and the Netflix raw star rating. So. I created a separate Netflix account so I can see the star rating not based on anything I've ever watched. Just the neutral star rating is four out of five. Oh. Um, so people on Netflix are watching it and it's doing what Netflix wanted it to do, I guess. Really? I feel like a lot of that is they're targeting teenagers who can't go to R-rated movies so they can just watch this <laughs> at home and their parents don't know how much nudity and how much swearing and violence and gore yeah. is in this show. I think Netflix has such a a unique makeup in that you know like they're not like a a tv station where they have to hit this target demographic so that they can sell ad ad space and things like that really all they need is like a a big draw each month of saying oh you you want to watch this show this is this is the you know you've got to get netflix and then you can watch this one show and then there happens to be all this other content exactly that makes you not cancel (laughs) yeah exactly and also um you know i read i read this article about how how they break it down they have all these analytics of of what people are watching when what time of day they watch what what parts they they pause on so so they know if people are pausing on the sex scenes and so i feel like there was some some kind of genetic makeup that goes behind a show like Helmont Grove of saying, okay, well, people like scary movies, I guess, or mm. something. Who knows why you watch Helmont Grove? <laughs> <laughs> Even my sister, because I told her I was doing this thing where I was going to watch every episode of every Netflix original <laughs> series, and I had watched all of them uh, except for Hemlock Grove, and Lady Dynamite hadn't come out yet. Yeah. And... I said, I've just got Hemlock Grove to go, and I was two episodes in. She's like, oh, no. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, that is the worst thing I've ever seen. I was like, why did you watch it? She's like, I watched two seasons just because I thought maybe eventually it'll make sense, and I was yeah. sick. <laughs> She's like, but it's horrible. And it's it's bad in a way that it's almost not fun to heckle, right? No. Well, yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, for example, like, uh, Chelsea and I watched the first season of American Horror Story, right. and there were so many ridiculous things that like we could laugh about it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we kept watching it. But then when it came to the Coven, like in the first episode, they have this uh, date rape, and it's like this is a little bit too uncomfortable to just like sit and heckle this because yeah. this is not just bad, but this is bad for you know this is bad for our culture, yeah. <laughs> No, I agree with that. And that's how I felt about this show, too. It's bad for our culture. It's bad for society. It's a super sexist show. Oh, yeah. I mean, any way you look at it, the female characters, um, <laughs> all they want is to be liked by boys. Or or the one um, 
I don't know how you pronounce her name. Famke Jansen. Famke Jansen. Is that how you say it? Uh, Jean Grey. <laughs> yeah, Jean Grey. So Jean Grey just plays this like super manipulative, uses sex to get what she wants. And I, I just feel like the person running the show was like, you know what? I hate women because they're either uh, weak or they're crazy. <laughs> and like, so that's what he paints them all as. And then the one character, the mutant girl, that you're maybe supposed to root for this girl, but like... She's never developed enough for me to care. Yeah. The only time she finds any value in herself is once she gets a boyfriend in season three. And it's like, oh, come on. And what's interesting to me is, you know, like they 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 chose to call it Hemlock Grove, right? Mm-hmm. So it's called The Place. But it has nothing to do with this community or this place that they're in. It's like these disjointed stories of like, the one daughter the the one cousin has an immaculate conception and then there's the weird you know like the the girl that wants to kiss the dead bodies yeah. <laughs> so it's all these disjointed characters that don't really have much invested in each other and even in an isolated realm none of them have their character developed Mm-mm. so i i don't know you know what let's let's recap season 1 <laughs> Let's just talk about what happens, and this is going to contain so many spoilers. We're going to spoil the entire show for you. I, I don't know, and I don't this even feel could bad. Be spoiled, I don't even feel bad. <laughs> not, not spoiled this. so much as we're telling you why why you shouldn't spoil yourself yes, with this piece exactly. of shit. So, um, it took me about three weeks to get through this show because I couldn't just sit down and binge it like yeah. I do a lot of shows. I did binge the first season because I was just pushing myself through it and then i had to take my time because it was just it was exhausting to watch this show so i kind of remember it you watched it a little more recently yeah uh well i i went back and because i I knew i was gonna do this i I went and watched uh i watched like the the recaps and kind of like tried to re-familiarize myself with the characters and so I actually probably know the characters' names a little better now than I did when I watched it. Okay. So. I, I know, like, two characters' names. And I'm just going to call them by what they do in the show. So let's recap. So the show starts with <laughs> a guy with a prostitute having sex in a car. And then he cuts himself in the face with a razor blade. And she's like, you're so crazy, Roman. And then she like, or so weird, or whatever. She's a Russian prostitute. And that's our introduction to the main character of the show. Is he's having sex with a prostitute in a car and cuts himself in the face with a razor blade. And this, the reason I don't think they know they're making something schlocky and terrible is because there are no jokes ever. Nothing's <laughs> funny in the show. Everything's taken so seriously. Yeah. Then what happens? Oh, there's a girl who just has really sparkly nails, and she gets killed by a werewolf or something and dragged from her... She's at yeah, a train they, crossing? They, they think that she's killed by a werewolf, oh. which they assume is the uh, the one gypsy guy that moved in because he's kind of hairy. Yeah, he's kind of hairy, as in he's got stubble on his face. Yeah, So, <laughs> which technically... I might be a werewolf, you, too. Uh, me, me, too. So every, this new gypsy guy moves to town. Everyone thinks he's a werewolf. Like, why is that the assumption you jump to? Like, oh, and, gypsy in town. Werewolf. And they don't seem to live in a world where werewolves are a thing. They it, yeah. seem to live in the world that we inhabit. Exactly. So it doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> yeah. So everyone thinks that this werewolf, this guy is a werewolf and killed this random girl. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the, the conclusion you jump to, that uh, this girl is killed, must be a werewolf. Couldn't be a bear or... <laughs> 
So this investigator who used to be in the Marine Corps comes to town, and I I never quite followed where she came from. It seemed like she was with the Department of Wildlife, <laughs> maybe, but she's investigating this murder. Meanwhile, Famke Jansen lives is, is like the richest person in town, and she's sleeping with her husband's brother. I never followed what happened with the husband. He just disappeared after a couple of episodes. Did he die? Yeah, or I what happened? I think I think I folded died. a lot of laundry while watching <laughs> the show. Then her son, who's the guy we saw in the car at the beginning with the prostitute. Roman. Roman. He can control people with his mind like the force in Star Wars. Yeah. He just makes a suggestion and they do it. Meanwhile, his mother is having an affair with his uncle, whose daughter, so Roman's cousin, just found out she's pregnant, but she's a virgin. <laughs> Um, so there's a question of virgin birth, but then we, and she keeps talking about how she was visited and impregnated by an angel. <laughs> so this is that classic vampire slash werewolf slash raped by an angel story that we see raped so much. Raped by an angel. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and, and like there's sexual tension between like all the characters, right? Like, yeah. uh, Roman has a thing for his cousin yeah. and he also has a thing for Peter, who is the, the, the werewolf. werewolf. And Peter has a thing for the cousin. What's her name? Lemke. Lem- Letha. Letha. Yes. Letha. Yeah. The girl yeah. that's been impregnated. Yeah. And it's heavily implied for most of the first season that Peter became a werewolf and impregnated <laughs> Letha. So basically, you think for most of the first season, you're watching a love story between a girl and her rapist, and that's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Like to even make you think that that's what you're watching, and ha- like hope that the audience roots for these two. Yeah, and 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 the response when when they find out that she's she's pregnant is like, oh well, we gotta get an abortion. Yeah. Like <laughs> you don't want to like call the police and like exactly. look into this thing, like. Just uh, just take care of it. And the father is so mad that she would be pregnant. He's like, I'm going to kill whoever, you know. And he says all this, but he's also the weakest guy ever. What are you doing with your lady pots? <laughs> and then when he finds out, so she ends up hooking up with the, va- or sleeping with the werewolf. They have a, a relationship. And like the father's like, oh, that's cool. But he was like so mad that she would have gotten pregnant in the beginning. <laughs> Just like their character motivations are all over the place in the show. <laughs> so she's pregnant with an angel baby. We assume. <laughs> also, Roman, the main. So Roman and Peter are the main guys, and we find out later Roman's a vampire. They call it something else. I can't remember what they call it. Who cares? He's a vampire, and he has a sister. <laughs> Shelly. Shelly. That's right. Shelly. Yeah. Gotta be named after Mary oh, Shelly, yeah. right? All, Obviously. All, all of the names are totally on the nose. Like, Peter is the wolf. Yeah. Uh, Roman, like, this Romanian vampire. Mm-hmm. Olive Godfrey, or Olivia Godfrey, Liv Godfrey. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Shelly. Oh, and what's Who's the... Who's a mutant-like vampire yeah. creation. Uh, and then uh, there's the doctor. Uh, his name was... Um, Fuck! What was his name? Oh, uh, his name is Johann Price. So Doctor Doctor Price. 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 Yeah. So. <laughs> so. Okay. So. I I bet the writer thought he was so clever. Oh, he's like, oh, this is good. This is good stuff. It's like it's writing itself. <laughs> so Shelley 
It's like this mutant girl. She's like seven feet tall. She has a giant eye and like half her head is all weird. And you wonder what happened. And I guess what happened was she died, but Dr. Price brought her back to life. And now she's this weird mutant thing. And we're supposed to sympathize with this character, but this character's never developed into anything more than a mutant. And she's gl- she glows. Yeah. In the first season, she loses that later after <laughs> she gets shot for no reason. Um, <laughs> then all these murders start happening. Like, werewolf murders. Everyone's dying. Oh, and there's this other girl. I don't know her name. I don't care to know her name. Uh, she's an Australian actis- actress, and sometimes in the scenes, her Australian accent comes out. And I love that in shows. Like, Roman's a, a Swedish ac- actor. You can hear a Swedish accent come into lines every once in a while. I love it. So what's going on with her? Uh, So... She finds a dead body and then she kisses it because like, that's because that's, that's what you do because you think it's a prop or something <laughs> like that like oh a dead body I'm gonna kiss it just to make sure yeah, it's exactly. dead and then she she has all this trauma because of it and then uh, her hair turns white for some reason <laughs> <laughs> and she locked she gets locked in a hospital <laughs> oh oh. Peter's cousin is a fortune teller. Oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we gotta bring that in because that's... She's the main character once it gets into season two and three. Oh, man. I can't even I can't even keep track of all this. Uh, is 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 she the one? Uh, Destiny? <gasps> <laughs> Destiny Rumachek? Yes. Romantic. Romantic. So, yes. so, of course, her name is Destiny. Yes, that's right. That's the fortune teller. And she'll eat, like, weird things and then vomit stuff up and then she'll have visions and stuff. Or they <laughs> hold her into a, a, a bathtub full of ice. Okay, so... <laughs> so the the teenage girl who kissed the dead body is now having trauma. She's in the hospital. Murders keep happening. The investigator is in town. She's trying to find out what's going on. Uh, she goes to the fortune teller. I looked down for, like, two seconds, looked back up, and all of a sudden the fortune teller is topless, and she's putting the investigator's hands on her breasts, and then <laughs> in the next scene they wake up in bed together. I don't, I missed it. Uh, <laughs> like, I, I looked down for, like, five seconds, and I so I, do you have any idea what happened there? You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's it, it. There's so many convoluted things. Like, yeah. in order to tell the future, you got to take your shirt off. It, yep. In order to transform for it, it tr- transform into a werewolf, you've got to rip off your flesh, <laughs> and then the wolf has to eat the disposed flesh. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's crazy. <laughs> Okay, so all these people are dying. They're trying to get to the bottom of this. The investigator has some weird stuff going on. There's, I think it's a flashback to her in prison. I thought maybe it was a twin. It's so confusing. (laughs) But I think it's a flashback to her in prison with another werewolf who gave birth to a werewolf. And in prison, she was able to really, like, take the bed frame and just, like, break it apart. Because they make prison beds pretty cheap. So you can break them apart and create a weapon out of them. <laughs> and that's what she does. And she's sharpening the thing. And she I don't know what she's going to do with it. But she ends up killing the werewolf and the new werewolf baby in the cell with her. So I think she's now werewolf hunter. I think that's what we're supposed to be led to believe. <laughs> totally logical, right? And then, oh boy, what's going on now? Oletha and Peter fall in love. Oh, but they start to suspect that Peter is responsible for all these murders. And so he's being chased by the police. And I love this. This is my favorite (laughs) part of the show. They're running through the house, and pregnant girl is holding her belly. She's like three months pregnant. She's 
barely four months she's barely showing and she's holding her stomach like the baby's gonna fall out um and they're running through the house and she's like where are we going and he says to the woods whenever you're in trouble go to the woods and they start running out of the house and the cop or swat or whatever he grabs him and he pulls his hands behind his back and he says you have the right to remain fucked if you choose to waive that right further fucking will be provided for you free of charge what is even happening right now it's so insane. <laughs> oh, man. But he doesn't get arrested. For some reason, someone comes in and stops it. And I don't remember why. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, and, and, and unbelievably, that episode is actually the best episode of the entire show. <laughs> and it has that shit in it. Um, <laughs> um, oh, and also there's a great quote from the fortune teller about uh, Peter. Because they have to kill peter's cat which you didn't even really know he had a cat until like a few lines before his mother said he really loves that cat and then they find out they have to kill him and sacrifice the cat to do something and the fortune teller's like i can give him what he wants but either way it's going to be a giant crap sandwich for him to eat someone wrote that line and was like this is solid you want to look it over again look over the script no 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 no. You you don't question gold. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so then, where are we now? (laughs) Uh, The twins get killed. There's some twins, and they get murdered. Because the cop goes out to check on some wind. So the cop's got this vendetta. So they're they're trying to track down who the real werewolf is that's doing this. And... Ugh. Wouldn't it end up in a church? Wouldn't it be so such a surprise if it was the weird girl that that, that was can... traumatized? That would be so crazy. That wouldn't make any sense. But it was. That's who it was. And we find out that she went and studied in a flashback of things that make no sense. Studied that you can make yourself into a werewolf if you drink from the paw print of a werewolf. So she tracked him, and this was all because she wanted Roman to be attracted to her because she needed to be liked by a boy. He's He's got that hairy chest, I guess. Supposedly, <laughs> and so, so she. It turns out they're in a church. Turns out she's the werewolf. They chain her up in the most dramatic square knot tying of an electrical cord you've ever seen, and they they're they're gonna catch her, and then she turns into a werewolf and she's attacking and then Peter has to turn into a werewolf and attack her and then runs away. Then she turns back into a human and dies and Shelly, the Frankenstein character, is standing over and the cop comes in and obviously, without questioning anything, just starts shooting the Frankenstein girl in the back. (laughs) And so she runs away and we don't know what happened to her. She's back later. Don't worry. Um... And then the cop, like, has, like he's so mad because she got away. Cause she, and, and the whole town believes that she committed all the murders, which is total nonsense. doesn't make any sense. Um, oh, and I loved in that episode, they're on the phone. It's just an excuse to get him out, get one of the characters out of the building. But they're on the phone, and the girl's like, I need you to come over. It's really important. And the guy's like, okay, I'll be right there. No explanation. He hangs up and turns to the guy. He's like, I got to go. She needs my help. It's really important. <laughs> Cold dialogue in this show. <laughs> so now we're in the season one finale. We've solved the mystery of all the murders. I cried so hard. Did you? Yeah. And this. Oh, there's this Doctor Price that we barely <laughs> talked about. Um, 
he's in the lab working for God for, and they, there's some like B plot about like they're buying out the Godfrey guy of the business, but it amounts to nothing because he doesn't seem to ever do anything anyway. Yeah. But he's there and he kills. No, no, no. Someone kills the investigator who's been a main character and dies off screen. So that's weird. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, this is, I know what you cried about. <laughs> this is, is pretty good. <laughs> they, Peter, our werewolf character, is uh, he's driving with Roman and Roman's dad. Oh, and we've also found out that who Roman thinks is his uncle is actually his father, the guy that's been sleeping with his mother the whole time. So we find out Roman and pregnant girl are actually half brother and sister. Awkward. Awkward. Um, And so they're driving in the car, Roman and Peter and Roman's dad. And Peter's phone rings. And, uh, like, this is, like, one of the most touching moments of the show. And uh, it's it's Letha. It's pregnant girl. And she's like, guess what I'm doing? He's like, having a baby? She's like, I'm having a baby. And then he says, like, basically poetry. This is what he says to her, and it's so good. I'm going to read it. Your smile makes the flowers grow, and your tits make them bloom. I love your ass to pieces and anything that pops out of you. <laughs> he basically wrote a Hallmark card to her. <laughs> She's on her way to the hospital to have a baby. And then like, there's a little bit of wrapping up, and then she's like, Well, I'll see you on the flip side. And she hangs up the phone. <laughs> and then I know, so this is why you cried. <laughs> She dies in childbirth. No! I know! It's it's so sad. The the baby is born, but she dies. And there's blood everywhere. It is insane how much blood comes out of this girl. And then her her dad goes to Dr. Price, who brought Shelly back to life earlier. And he's like, can't you bring my daughter back to life? He's like, no. There was just too much damage, too much blood. I can't do anything. He's like, but... There is hope for the baby. And the father says, fuck the baby. <laughs> like, oh, whoa, settle down. <laughs> I told her to get an abortion <laughs> and she did not. Yep. And then, uh, and then what do we see right at the end of season one? Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But that wouldn't be any less, <laughs> less believable. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. The doctor walks into his lab, and in this vat, there's this, like, fetus growing in this <laughs> gel, and its eyes open. <laughs> and that's our cliffhanger to season two. That's the that's the, the Marvel after credits? Yep, yep, exactly. And we don't know what this thing in this vat is. <laughs> Ugh. Season one of Hemlock Grove. You're welcome, everyone. <laughs> So what was your favorite part of that uh, season that you watched? Uh, my favorite part? Um, oh, jeez. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I already said it, but, like, I just can't get over that transformation where he's sitting there, like, ripping out of his own flesh, <laughs> and Roman's just watching, like, like he's getting aroused, <laughs> or, like, that was kind of the deal breaker for me. You know, like... I, I gave it an open-minded watch until mm-hmm. that. It was just stupid, stupid. It was so sexual the way Roman's watching him yeah. transform. And it's supposed to be. 
Yeah. But in such a I don't man. <laughs> like if you if you look up uh Hemlock Grove fan art, it's just like all of this gay fan fiction of <laughs> <laughs> you know, the two of them just going to town. <laughs> Because that's what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, before we talk about seasons two and three, which we'll recap faster, because they're <laughs> even worse. It gets worse as the show goes on. Uh, let's talk about Squarespace. They're not a sponsor of the show, but, uh, like, maybe they'll want to be. What is Squarespace? <laughs> <laughs> Squares, Squarespace, Squarespace is, is the premium web design tool on the internet. Like, you don't have to be a programmer to use Squarespace. <laughs> you don't have to know anything about web design. They've got templates for you. They make it so user-friendly. You have a business, right? Yeah. 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 You I, could use a website, right? I, I'm I'm an illustrator. There you Square, go. Squarespace could help me connect to more people. Absolutely. More places. I think it could. So maybe use Squarespace. <laughs> and Squarespace maybe support our podcast. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about season two of Hemlock Grove. <laughs> So season two, you just watched the recap. Yeah. Tell me about the recap. Oh, jeez. And I'll fill in any great things that it missed. <laughs> oh, jeez. Famke Jansen's uh, accent is gone, right? Oh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I didn't... There's so many convoluted things, I didn't even notice that. So I guess I guess Roman is coming coming more into his his vampire he's he's embracing his vampire identity yeah 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 and and so um you know like basically he's just like mentally masturbating every time he sees somebody's <laughs> heartbeat yeah that's exactly right <laughs> and the werewolf is back right yeah the werewolf's back the fortune tellers are now a main character in okay. the show okay yeah it didn't didn't give me a ton to work with but <laughs> It was it was either that or try and binge watch the second season this week. Oh man, and I don't blame you for not doing that. <laughs> what happens in season two? The gist of season two is Roman is now running the Godfrey Lab, okay, corporation, which has like this massive like eighty story skyscraper in this tiny town that doesn't even have <laughs> enough people to put a couple on each floor of the skyscraper. Um, and he and and it's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's it's in like a steel t- uh, like steel country. So, he's running the company now, but he he is he's just like lusting after every yeah. vein he sees. <laughs> Olivia's accent is gone. We find out that Dr. Price is growing a person in a vat. She's now uh like 18ish. Uh, the actress definitely was because she's naked the whole time. Um, <laughs> so uh, he's naming it Priscilla Price. Priscilla, pretty clever. Oh, okay. It's it's heavily featured, but nothing is ever developed with who this <laughs> thing is or why he was developing it, developing it in the first place. Did you ever like watch like daytime soap operas? Not much. I, the show Passions, I did watch that for a little while because it was so absurd. <laughs> so, so like uh, you know, there was there was a, a, a short time that I you know I was out of work and so like mm-hmm. you know I watched uh, Days of Our Lives and and General Hospital. There's this interesting um, kind of time paradox in that like they have these conversations where they're in this room and the conversations will will span over a a two week period where they're just, you know, kind of improvising these, these, these loose scripts of like, 
okay, you know, like you're upset about this and <laughs> uh, you you love her, but you you got to let her know you're upset, you know. Mm. And so so these 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 individual conversations are are weeks long, but then they'll have you know one character will have a baby and within the next month that baby is a toddler and then <laughs> the toddler becomes a teenager and then the teenager is a character on the show so like, like even though in real timeline it's been a few days yeah okay yeah in, in every other character's timeline it's yeah so it's like this this skewed <laughs> relativity <laughs> paradox of like you know, when when you talk about something, then it's going to take a long-ass time. But, like, if you're just growing up, you know, yeah. you're going to grow up. So, yeah. that. So, so now we've got Priscilla. So we've which got is... Priscilla in a vat. <laughs> That's all she does. So our main two storylines, besides Roman, who's running this thing, and he starts freaking out because he can't get blood because he doesn't want to murder anybody yeah we're supposed to forgive this guy because he doesn't want to murder even though we know he has raped two people <laughs> we saw him do one. Oh, and we forgot to say in season one we found out roman was the angel father he raped his half sister yeah while she was unconscious to impregnate her and so the baby is his we forgot to say that this guy is a rapist yeah and we're supposed to sympathize with him and and when i when i when i said earlier that like it's you know it's almost like it's bad but not bad in a way that you can heckle it because mm -hmm. like that's some fucked up shit yeah it just leaves you with kind of this sick feeling. You know, you can't relate to any of the characters. You don't like any of mm -mm. the characters. You can't even approach liking any of the characters. Yeah. So, so what do you do? You just watch these people that you hate <laughs> doing things that aren't interesting with poorly <laughs> written dialogue. Yeah, that's exactly what the show is. <laughs> so he starts freaking out. He comes in one of my favorite bits of dialogue. He comes into the into the into the company and he starts screaming at his assistant and he says i'm running a business not a daycare for fucktars <laughs> it's great it's such a good such a good dialogue but the, the main thing that's happening in this season is this girl comes in town she was an actress from orange is the new black i believe in orange is the new black she had braids and she hung herself i think oh okay yeah so this actress is in the show okay she comes into town and gets plowed by a truck right <laughs> and so she, she there's too much damage she can't afford to fix her car right away she the accident happened right in front of roman's house and roman now has the baby from the first season that the, you know the guy was like fuck the baby he's got the baby um which <laughs> is not an angel baby it's just his baby. no it's just his baby it's a <laughs> it's his it's a inbred vampire baby. inbred vampire baby okay. exactly <laughs> And so she goes up to the house. She asks if she can stay with this guy who she does, whom she doesn't know until she can fix her car. So she's staying there, and all of a sudden she starts lactating. And she goes <laughs> to the, the town doctor, and who's, who's just like, I don't know why this is happening. And to be fair, this doctor is the best actor in the whole show. Like, he honestly is. He's given the worst dialogue, and he's, he's pretty good. Um, but, like, it's just implied that because she's in proximity to this baby and the baby needs a mother figure, that's why she's lactating. Oh. And then, like, Roman walks in one night from work to find her in there nursing his baby. And it's, <laughs> uh, it's so weird. And then Birds gotta fly, yeah. boobs gotta lactate. I guess so. That's what happens, right? Boobs gotta feed. And then, uh, so she also is sleeping with uh, Werewolf Dude. Yeah. 
with Peter, and she falls in love with Roman, so she's also sleeping with Roman. They find out about it. There's this, like, cheese, the cheesy's, like, bachelor moment of her talking about, well, you know what I like about Roman? Well, what I like about Peter? Like, it's so <laughs> stupid. Oh, yeah, then she starts lactating blood later. And it's like, the, the baby must need blood. The baby's a vampire. And then there's this cult of people who need to kill this baby, right? <laughs> They're killing all the children all over, and Peter's trying to protect children all over and this cult is killing children it's never explained (laughs) at least not in a satisfactory way uh they come to kill the baby they've got grenades we know they do we've seen them instead of just blowing up the house they go in with crossbows to kill the baby (laughs) and we see that the baby has these superpowers that if it makes eye contact with you you'll bleed out of your eyes and your brain will explode and you die (laughs) then we learn that the doctor is actually a dragon. Okay. Cause she's <laughs> Dr. Scr- Price? Yeah. No, no, no. The town doctor that, oh. to- that told her she was lactating because she's in proximity oh, to the shit. baby. Yeah. So maybe I should go back and watch <laughs> this season. Cause she scratches his face and there's dragon flesh underneath on his cheek. And he set up the whole thing. He's been feeding her hormones ever since she got in town. He crashed into her to cause the accident because he needed her to infiltrate Roman's house and get the baby. Because he needs the vampire baby because I, th- I think he needs to harvest it for his dragon babies to eat so that he can create a bunch of dragon babies. But we don't know he's dra- and it doesn't explain that yet. But we see his dragon flesh and then they're up on the top of this 80... 80- foot 80 floor you know tower yeah and they're and they're like we need to take this baby back where it belongs and they chuck the baby from the building and the girl is kind of holding on to it and the dragon swoops out of the sky <laughs> and grabs the baby and grabs the girl and flies off <laughs> and that's the end of oh no, no no but i forgot the whole other plot of season two where shelly is like living as a homeless person and meets this little kid and he's doing that you know that the separating thumb. thumb trick. Yeah. And she breaks off her finger <laughs> and, and like gives him her I finger. do good. Yeah. I do good. <laughs> so bad. I'm like you. But then she follows the kid home and sees that he's abused by his family. His whole family just beats up this little kid. So she tries to stop him. She's throwing him around. And the grandma comes in with a meat cleaver and hacks <laughs> her in the back. Eventually she makes it back to Hemlock Grove. And we learn that. Dr. Price has created Priscilla as a substitute body. He's going to upload Shelly's mind from her disfigured body into the vat baby body. Oh. And there's like some misdirection. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And he tricks her by making her think that the vat person doesn't even have a personality. But yeah. it does. It's a real person. So oh. Shelly feels bad. And they're going to put her in, in the vat body. But then Olivia comes in, and she just kills the vat person. So we spent an entire season building this up to nothing. Because she just kills her. And I think she does it off screen. So, solid right. <laughs> Wait, so, okay. Where did the vat body come from? We don't know. It's just been growing it. <laughs> At first, I thought you were going to tell me that the angel baby which was the inbred baby, was Priscilla. No, no, no. Roman, that's the baby Roman's been taking care of, is the angel baby. Like, <laughs> so if... It's pretty easy to follow. I don't if, see why if, you're having a if problem. If he can just download... The, I mean, what was special about this vat body that, like, he couldn't just take some 
you know, attractive hobo off the street and then download her into... You can. Exactly. <laughs> because in the third season, that's what they're trying to do because Olivia's <laughs> trying to find a new body. And so is Dr. Price. He needs a new body. And we delve into Dr. Price's sexuality and loneliness <coughs> in season three. And Olivia has this bodyguard that she kills by picking him up. He's like a 200... This is a big dude. 200-pound yeah. guy. She picks him up. She's a vampire, so she can do that, and I'll buy that. But then she stabs him on a coat hook, but just like one of those sh- little coat hooks that, <laughs> like with two screws into the wall, and he hangs there. And then she says, oh, she says the classic, you men are all the same. You leave a girl hanging. <laughs> so stupid. Um, and, 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 but he comes back to haunt her. as like, I, I don't remember. Maybe it's a Rastafarian ghost. But it's not the same personality he had when he was alive. <laughs> and she's trying to find a new body because the rats that have the disease she has have started self-cannibalism. And the very final scene with her is she's eating her arm and just <laughs> chewing flesh from her arm. And then the very last shot. And, the, and there's all this stuff. Uh, I think they kill Roman. <laughs> Shelley gets a boyfriend who runs away but then comes back and it doesn't – it's nonsense. She's part of this hippie, like, homeless commune. Um, <laughs> Peter gets has turned into a werewolf for the last time. Roman has killed the fortune teller. Uh, the dragon kills the girl <laughs> who was lactating. Um, uh, oh, but Peter has turned against the moon on the wrong moon. And so now he can't go back to being human. No. So he's just a wolf forever. No. And then Shelly drives away with the boyfriend and the baby that makes people's eyes bleed. And they drive over this overpass. And then down in this river, we see baby dragons jump skipping across the river. <laughs> the end of the show. <laughs> and, and that's the end of the... Of Hemlock Grove forever. <sighs> Gonna keep us all just... Oh, I totally forgot that Roman's other half-sister comes to town and they have a, an orgy in a blood bank. Well, they, they have sex with each other while spraying each other with blood and licking the blood off each other's bodies. She knows their half-brother and sister. He doesn't. He finds out later, but they still keep doing it. And it's, it's, it's so messed up. It's so messed up. Like, it's almost like... You, you watch you watch something like Game of Thrones, and they they deal with a lot of taboos in that, mm-hmm. but in a way that like it works. Everything everything that happens when it happens, it's like shocking, but you're still invested enough in the characters that you you keep on that path with them. Mm-hmm. But like it feels like there's so many things like that in this series where oh let's do this just because it's taboo, just because it's like it's gonna get that gut wrench feeling out of people but they haven't earned it you no. don't you don't care about the people enough to continue following them on that journey after they they do these despicable things like if you think about something like breaking bad did you did you watch breaking yes. bad mm-hmm. you know walter white ends up doing some really despicable things but Absolutely. because they spend so much time you know establishing him in in the beginning of oh he's he's got a hard hard deal he's got cancer he's got he's he's a science teacher he's trying to make ends meet that you follow him as he progresses into this you know as he declines and you know at at some point Chelsea watched it with me and she got to a point where she's like I can't root for this character anymore mm-hmm. but like you continue to root for him 
even past the point that you should be rooting for him, mm-hmm. right? Because they do so much work to establish him as a character, and you, you see things through his perspective. And so you follow him through this journey of being like, okay, you know, like the first time he murders somebody, it's like, oh, poor poor Walter. You yeah. know, like that was a hard decision to make, but like you made it. And then like you, you keep – you keep going down and down and down, and then pretty soon he's just murdering people because he's power hungry. Yeah. Right. Whereas with this, it's like I I didn't even know anybody's name before they started doing these deplorable things. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, why why should I continue to be invested in this character? In any other story, they would be the villain that I would hate. And and so there's no there's no likable character i think shelly is is supposed to be the character that you like but like she's just so not likable yeah, there's nothing to her yeah there's nothing below the like she's she's a cliche below the surface yeah and yeah. so there's nothing real and and so many so many of these characters are 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 kind of just character sketches of broader works you know like shelly is obviously a derivative of of mary shelley's frankenstein's monster right Mm -hmm. which is is a very complex character and you know very very interesting engaging character frankenstein is dedicated to this this character arc Mm -hmm. and then you just take that and then boil it down to a soundbite of okay this is this is our (laughs) our frankenstein character and like it's just sloppy it's like I, i i i think it feels like they see the surface of these other works, you know, whether or not they even read Frankenstein, yeah. you know, but they see the surface that you get and you just take all these surface lores and then pack them together and think that you're creating something new when it's just a, there's nothing to it. All right. You want to play a game? Yeah. Okay. We're going to play a game called, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? Uh, here's the rules. All right. I'm going to describe a scenario from a show. Now, this is... <laughs> and you're going to tell me what show this is from. Okay. Uh, it might be the premise of the entire show. It might be a scene from the show. Um, <laughs> the rules, all the shows that are possible are all the Netflix originals. Anything that was originally distributed in America on a web-first platform. Okay. So this could be Hulu. This could be Crackle. This could be CISO. This oh. could be YouTube Red. This could be your friend's shitty web series about three guys who smoke too much pot and get into okay. shenanigans with the pizza delivery guy. Okay. Um, you watched that one, huh? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, let's play What the Fuck Did I Just Watch? <laughs> what the fuck did I just watch? All right, Chris. Last night, I was watching this show where the main character's love interest got engaged to a dog. What the fuck did I just watch? Mm, was it like Wilfred? Nope, that's on FX. That's Shit. cable. Doesn't okay. qualify. Uh, okay. Most of these are Netflix. I'll give you that hint. Okay, say that again. The main character's love interest got engaged to a dog. Mm, uh, <laughs> <Hemlock> Grove. <laughs> We could do this game with Hemlock Grove for eternity. <laughs> nope, that one is BoJack Horseman. Oh, damn it. Oh. And you've watched that show, yeah? I, I, I liked BoJack Horseman. I liked that show a lot. Yeah. All right, number two. So no points for you on number one. Last night, I was watching this show where a man 
cracked his eight-year-old niece's foot in half while her mother was watching. Chris, what the fuck did I just watch? What the fuck? He cracked his niece's foot while her mother was watching. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, Marco Polo. That's right. Oh, yes. yeah. It was Marco Polo. He was uh, doing the foot-binding thing. Okay. Um. Good. That's one point. Last night, I was watching this show where a veterinarian walks into her office to find her sister and two small children up to their necks in vats of tomato juice. Oh. What the fuck did I just watch? Uh, I, you watched Fuller House. That's right. I watched <laughs> Fuller House. <laughs> God damn. All right. Number four. I'm going to give you a hint on this one. It is not a Netflix series. Okay. Last night, I was watching this show where a man pitches a comic book featuring a superhero with a perpetually erect penis. What the fuck did I just watch? Uh, is that, uh, is that the one with Zach Galifianakis? No. No. Shit. I'll give you another hint. It's a British series. But in the U.S., it's only on oh, the streaming no. service. Oh, uh, no. Is, um, is it the one where... Uh, ah, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> it's Flowers on the CISO network. Oh, then I don't know what it is. It's a, it's, it's a weird show. Flowers? It's only six episodes. If you've got CISO, What's four CISO? bucks a month. <laughs> <laughs> They're another Maybe sponsor. Maybe they want to sponsor our <laughs> podcast. Um, CISO is great. I mean, CISO is everything so is good. at your fingertips. It's uh, like for only four dollars a month, you get the entire Monty Python collection. <laughs> um, yeah, they it's wanna... a British show. It's called Flowers. Yeah, I'm huh. sure CISO wants to sponsor us while we're talking about Netflix <laughs> for 22 weeks. Uh, okay, last one. Last night, I was watching a show where a man fell into a pool of radioactive waste and turned into a talking can of vegetables. Oh. What the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> uh, this is uh, Wet Hot American Summer, uh, first week of First camp. day of camp. First that day of is camp. right. Yeah. That is what I watched. Excellent. You got three out of five. That's not bad, especially because one of those was almost impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Great. Uh, that's our show. That's our Hemlock Grove show. Uh, promote yourself. Uh, I'm I'm Chris Bodley. I'm a professional illustrator. You can find more of my work at hatrobot.com. I'm also on Facebook and Instagram and Society6, and you can Google Hat Robot, and you'll find me. Awesome. Uh, go check out his work. That is our show next week. I'll just spoil it now. We're talking about Fuller House. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So we're going to purge Fuller House all over you next time. Uh, thanks for listening. All right. Thanks again to Chris Bodley. Check out his artwork at hatrobot.com. Thanks to Steve Combs for the music and to Curtis Hansen for production support. Thank you for listening. And if you have a minute, please go to iTunes and rate and review us. It helps us out a lot. Thank you very much. Bye.